Welcome to Growth Amplifiers. I am Kenny Harper. Growth Amplifiers showcases ideas from the top business owners and entrepreneurs to inspire and empower you thrive in your life, business, and achieve a higher purpose. I'll be sharing actionable insights you can apply towards your business in each session. Growth Amplifiers is dedicated to you, your success, and fulfillment. Get ready to amplify. Hey there, Amplifiers. Thanks for tuning in and glad to have you. You know, we're going to be maybe opening up the possibility of looking at things differently for how you lead in your business and maybe just how you lead in your life. Uh, We're going to be doing how to lead a loving organization. It is going to be pretty good content. Um, So the big idea is human connections impact performance. Overall, how we connect with people, how we relate with people uh, in, impacts our performance. And this is important because love in the workspace is needed. Now, not the romantic love. Uh, for some people, who may be going down that rabbit hole. But it's, it's the love such as teamwork, engagement, and employee well-being. Uh, so if you're looking to build a team, if you're looking to get more performance and uh, you know just better overall culture, you really want to be tuning in and paying attention to this uh, because people lead best when they tap into their generally driven human nature to love and nurture, connect and trust. So if you're tuning in now or you're watching the replay, um, just make sure that you share your comments. If you have comments, you have feedback, things that you've gained from the session. Also, feel free to ask questions. We'll be looking at the questions that do come in at a later point and try to get them to the right people. And then take action. You gain new ideas. It's about taking those new ideas and putting them into action. All right. So we're going to be going over three things today. Um, we're going to introduce those later. I'm just going to get right into introducing our guest. Uh, she's leading the development and diversity programs for federal government for 20 years. So she has a great, massive background when it comes to uh, being in this area. And she currently serves the senior executive service. And more importantly, she is the co-author of Leading with Love and Laughter, Letting Go, and Getting Real at Work. So welcome to Growth Amplifiers, Zena Such. Hi, thank you so much, Kenny. I'm so glad to be here with you and this show. Glad to have you join us. Uh, I've been reading your book as mentioned, and you know what? I'm really inspired as mentioned because a lot of the content that I that I read, you can see it on my in my shelf. It, it does have some leadership, but it, it as you mentioned in the book. A lot of times it doesn't mention love. And I, I really thought, like, what a simple thing. The Beatles even told us about it. <laughs> All you need is love. So I'd be I'd like to kind of start us off with just telling us your your story, your journey to how you got to where you're at and what inspired you to to write this book. Co co author. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, um, when you say 20 years, it makes me feel really old, but I guess everybody has to build a career somewhere. Um, but I was a, in a leadership role, as many others, you know, climbing up that ladder and, and really loving to work with people. So moved into supervision, became a manager and then, you know, higher level leadership. 
And in that process, I grew to some degree. I was a constant learner and went to a whole bunch of classes, read a lot of books, kind of like what you have on your shelf, and felt that I was really building up a, a great repertoire of, um, you know, just ways in which I look at leadership, the way that I handle myself in the workplace, but I still struggled. And one time I approached my boss and I was telling her, like, I'm, I'm struggling with a couple of my employees. I can't seem to connect. I, I feel like no matter what I say, no matter what I do, it's there's always this like just kind of negative energy between us. And she, she basically looked at me and she said, hey, you know, are you approaching this person with an open heart? It was the first time that I ever heard the word heart in in a work setting. And then fast forward, I um, I started to think about how do I approach people and am I approaching them with this openness and this heart thing and started teaching. I was teaching at leadership development programs, um, mostly private um, with the private sector, but with uh, public sector workers as well, executives. And we noticed, uh, Patrick and I, Patrick is my co-author, mm -hmm. we noticed that when we teach leaders to be better leaders, there were some that would walk away with a, that you could just see were a, you know exceptional leaders that they connected with people and there was something about them and we kept calling it the x factor and we were like what is that thing you know what what makes that person that great leader that everyone wants to work for wants to be with wants to connect with and we you know patrick and i talk a lot and and we ended up coming up with this idea that you know what's missing is that that heart, you know, that love, that true human being, right? And we were like, why, you know, why hasn't anybody written about this? Why is it when we even teach leadership, we avoid the word love and care? And we say things like be your authentic self. And we say, you know, be empathetic and um, care about your employees. But do we ever go so far as to say, you know, actually love those people because number one, that is a human need. And each mm -hmm. one of us knows what we feel like when we're loved or when we love somebody. There's this chemical that's released in our brain. We feel good. The other person feels good. And again, clarification, we're not talking about the sexual love. We're not talking about that, you know, across the room attraction. Um, we're talking about just genuinely deep care and concern and value for that other human being and that whole person, you know? And when we think about how we bring ourselves into the workplace or workspace, be it, you know, virtual, be it in real life, in person, we, we miss that. And that is how the book kind of evolved. We were like, something's missing when leaders carry all of the books, all of the labels, see themselves as they should be because the book said so, or, you know, I've gotten a black belt in something, a green belt in something, I'm certified. And all of those layers that we carry into that workspace sort of create that distance. So we're saying, hey, you know, hold your horses, just stop everything and get back to that real, real human part of you and the human part of the people that work for you. And that the laughter part was just a, a secondary because we were like, well, along with love comes the ability to laugh, like to, the ability to let go and not hold on to all of these constraints that we have put on ourselves to, that say, here's how I should be in the workplace. And that goes, you know, in leadership, whether someone's in a leadership position or if, if someone's 
even you know working as a part of the team in the the ability to connect with others and show up and and know that you're you're not just trying to be robotic or connect the dots uh, you're there to to serve and when people can feel that it makes a big difference i, w- I was chatting with someone it's a little bit a little bit off topic but it, it'll relate i was chatting with someone last week who is uh you know they're adverse to doing sales in their business they've got a mindset of like sales is is salesy you know they don't want to be that person and I, I tried to help them see the distinction is well if you're pushing your stuff on someone uh, if you're pushing your programs your services or whatever on someone with the intention of i'm going to make a sale that that is salesy mm-hmm. <laughs> but if but if you if you turn that around and i think this is where it's connecting is it and show love that you're honestly looking to connect with someone and understand where they're at and what their challenges are and then providing them a solution that can help them the intention you may be having very similar uh process but that intention makes a huge difference on on the outcome so so love uh, i'm just seeing how it, it can permeate throughout so many different parts of of the um, you know your relationship in your life and you, you made the point in the book there are different types of love that makes it makes it helpful for people to see the distinction if you wouldn't mind just kind of uh, tuning in and sharing some of those those different types of love so maybe can, people can get a sense of that yeah so so we talk about you know you you love your um partner and there are certain uh relationships between people that have just grown to develop this reliance on each other and so there's that kind of love right there's um, the uh, family type of love, the love that you have for your children. And there's a, and we, we use, you know, the Greek words and it doesn't really matter. I, you know, memorizing the words doesn't matter, but just to understand you have that kind of love of family and friends. And then you have the love for um, a, a spouse, you know, somebody that you had that physical attraction to, and you, you know, have that romantic love. So there's different love. And the one that we try to focus on a lot is that what we call the self-love and it is the love that you you find for yourself so many of us you know we try we when we say love love your neighbor you know love the people you work with you first have to learn to love yourself if you can love every part of you and understand all of the you know the things that you might consider your weaknesses or flaws you know and, and you understand that you have certain things about you that make you human and you can start to accept that and love that about yourself as well. Then you can start really loving the people that you work with and the people that work for you, because um, it's much easier to be able to do that when you can accept yourself and understand yourself better. So we always say, start with self as a leader. If you are you know, running an organization or, or you're an entrepreneur and you really believe in your product, make sure that you love yourself, you love who you are, how you are, recognize the areas you want to grow and develop in, but also love what product you're trying to sell, you know, to kind of connect it to what you're talking about. You've got to really believe in what it is that you're trying to give the the universe. And so when you want to go sell something, if you really believe in yourself, love yourself, love the product, love your job, 
that is contagious. And, and whether it's going to be your employees, your colleagues, your team members, they'll see it, they'll feel it. And, um, and we see that, you know, the brain chemistry changes. We see physiologically we change when we have that in our lives. And that change then makes you a higher performer and makes you commit to the organization, to your team members, to each other. You're willing to give the discretionary energy just as you would to a family member in need or somebody who needs you to have their back. It's it's all of those really, really good feelings. And, and so no matter what kind of work you're in, it really does start with the self. And we talk a lot about that, uh, recognizing your own, you know, the areas of failure, if you want to say that, and be able to accept it and, and learn from it and, and help other people learn from that and accept that in themselves as well. You know, what's interesting, you said energy, and it reminded me of just how sometimes you can be talking with someone and you could be having like a, a good flow. But if you say the wrong thing, you can feel a shift in the energy. And it's it may be a slight facial change or maybe a slight change in voice, but you could just get like, oh, something has shifted here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's that's powerful. Um, so I, I also read in your book that you, you were looking to avoid like talking about the, the certain number of topics uh, for love, for example, because it's it's not meant to be like quantified. Uh, but for for the format of the show, we try to we try to do that a little bit, um, so we can have some actionable takeaways for the listeners who are, are tuning in. And so we'll start off with this question: Why have managers and leaders in the workplace avoided the topic of love and laughter when looking at their own leadership? Uh, if you can kind of weigh in on that, that would be that would be great. Sure. So you know, if we look at the history of leadership and and the way our country has evolved and the world has evolved, um, we we carry certain you know go-to ways of experiencing leaders, and we also read these books and we read you know we go to classes and in all of those, what it does is it builds a toolkit or builds skill sets, and we tend to rely on things like that that we have learned. They're external from us. They're things we can point to. There's a sense of comfort in leaning on, you know, um, you know, a certain type of leadership style or mm -hmm. certain things that uh, avoid the emotional connection and, and anything that's separate from us, we, 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 we tend to be able to lean on it more and feel safer with it because it's not down, it's not down and deep inside of ourselves. So if you think about it, you know, if, if I'm doing it by the book, everything should work. It makes you feel safe. It makes you feel comfortable. Um, most of what we have learned with leadership has been around production, communication, all of these kind of tangible things, you know, uh, meet with uh, checklists. We've got tons of checklists, you know, make, make sure you meet with each of your employees, make sure you develop trusting relationships, make sure you get to know them. Um, and those are checklists. But what people are missing is that um, diving down to where it could hurt if you make a mistake, if you have a expression or you you say something with a little bit of a different tone those things when you two people are connecting and have that human connection it hurts a little bit more and it's a little bit of a risk so when you think about extending ourselves in 
a, uh, a trusting relationship, we have to also accept that risk comes with it. But what we say is when you are truly becoming vulnerable and opening up yourself to loving somebody else, um, trusting that person, extending yourself to that next level, allowing that person into your life to that next level. When things do go wrong, if say you say the wrong word or you might have a different tone to your voice, that is repairable because that relationship of trust has been there. You can actually confront somebody. You can actually give better feedback. You can actually talk about performance at a level of care and love and kindness. Um, most of us um, put a lot of walls between ourselves and others because it's scary. And I think that that's why some leaders just don't, they don't see it as professional, you know, laughing in the workplace. People are like, you know, our work is serious. We have to be serious all the time. But what we're doing when we do that is we prohibit creativity. We prohibit people bringing their whole self to the workplace. Um, we prohibit people from being able to communicate um, honestly with each other because everybody's holding back. Nobody's relaxed. Everybody's afraid. And so we put all these barriers and that prohibits us from performing. I, I really, I want to emphasize that this book isn't just about, you know, oh, let's all feel good and have fun at work. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. We have to do that. But the end product in this, the, the, the final outcome is, is it's glorious because what you have are high producing, high, very productive employees you have a much better organization that is going to be competitive. It's going to outdo other markets. It's going to be able to be more creative and problem solving. And, and then add on that, which is like just icing on the cake for me, is that not only are you as a leader having a better time in your job, but so are all your employees. And it's more fun. It's fun to be in that job. Right. Hey there, this is Kenny from Growth Amplifiers, here to ensure you get your awesome ideas into action to grow and improve your business and achieve your full potential. Take the first step by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. Take the assessment to get your personalized score. Then select from free resources to learn how to improve your score. Don't wait. Be proactive and take action now by visiting growthamplifiers.com and clicking the Start Here button. And always keep on amplifying. Now. Let's get back to the show. Right. They, I can recall working at a place. I'm not going to name the name, but <laughs> it was an advertising agency. So some people could probably figure it out. Uh, and I was talking with one of the partners of this agency and telling them, hey, there's there's been a lot of changes here recently. And the, the morale is real low. And you probably work to communicate some things to help them spear it up. And the, the mindset was, that's just how it is in this industry. If they leave, we can hire others. And that was such a disappointment to me because I'm like, you really don't seem to care. <laughs> uh, and, you know, it, 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 it took a little bit from me to kind of approach that and share that. I'm like, I'm going to step out and, and share this because I care. I, I care for you because you have these employees that seem like they're starting to tune out. And then now I don't feel as tuned in either. <laughs> so like, that's probably the worst way you could have addressed that. Uh, and maybe that's what, yeah, 
could ultimately think, but maybe you could have addressed that a little bit differently. And I understand, you know, some things are going to happen in, in business. You can't, everyone can't be happy all the time. And, and especially when there's changes, but we get the point. And I, I can see now what you're saying, if, if, if it would have came with that attention and kind of shared with me, you know, this is, thank you for coming with that feedback. We really do care. We're going to do what we can. It's not going to work for everyone, but you know, we ultimately want everyone to, to be happy or, or, or to, you know, understand to be part of the team. I would have had a completely different read from that. And it would have had me be more unified versus pulling back. So just illustrating your point right there. Yeah. Um, so the number two, so this is maybe a good segue, like what can leaders do to allow themselves to let go and get real and, and maybe get, get past some of the, their old ways of doing things. You know, they've, they may be more brought up in a different background and, and things have changed and maybe they need to consider evolving a bit. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think the, the first step, and, and I say this quite often, is really getting to understand yourself a little bit better and understanding your goals. So if you're a leader in an organization and you truly want to be an exceptional leader and you truly want to reduce turnover and keep your top talent and you really want to have creative people who are good problem solvers, who give you they're all and want not just give you their all because you tell them to, or they're going to get some great rating or some bonus, but because they want to, they just feel like this is, they belong. Um, you have to, to decide what you're willing to do. How much risk are you willing as an individual leader to take? Um, those folks who are willing to start doing some self exploration, what is keeping you from, letting go? What is it that you have said to yourself? What are all the shoulds in your mind that have kept you from, um, from, from opening up and being a little bit vulnerable? And start to practice some of those skills, meaning start to share with people who you really are. To do that, you need to know who you really are, which means start pe peeling off all of those certifications and degrees and all of the, you know, all of the things that you've said to yourself over and over and over again that make you the great leader that you think you really are. But start peeling all of that away. We use the word try in our book. So when you when you get to the end of certain chapters, it'll say, okay, try this, you know, try counting to see how often you do give your time to somebody because they matter to you. You know, try counting how often you use the word love in your day-to-day, -day, you know, conversations with people. Um, think about how often you ask people how they're doing and really stop and listen to that answer. Really care about what they're, how they're doing or how their family is doing or how they love their job or what about their job they find interesting and what are they passionate about. All of these kind of human pieces, you can start with things that are not risky and then slowly build from there. So know yourself. It's like know thyself well. Know what you're willing to take risks with in the beginning. And it takes time. That's the thing we say to people. You can't build trusting relationships um, overnight. And people need to see you really owning this, this change in yourself, really saying, 
you know what, I'm letting go. I am going to let go of all the shoulds in my head, you know, of, of everything I've told myself a, a leader needs to be, you know, I need to walk around the office and I need to touch base with everyone in my office, or I need to make sure I do Zoom meetings and I'm wearing my jacket and, you know, speaking in a formal tone and all that kind of, that yeah, all of those shoulds that, that let you wear the labels on your lapels and, and, and put you in that position and start getting in touch with your own humanness. And the same with the laughter piece. Um, you know, we're not professing here that everyone should go out buy a joke book and start telling jokes. <laughs> I'm now the I'm now the stand-up comedian in the office. No, 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 no. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't. Um, you know, joking around in the office could be offensive. It could be uh, it could be exclusive, and it could make people feel. You know, no one should be the the butt of somebody's joke. When we talk about laughter, just to clarify. It means being able to look at the human situation that we're in, um, looking at yourself and being able to laugh a little bit at, at some of the things you've said and done and some of the you know experiences you've had. Um, we know people who come in and before they start any of their you know, senior leadership meetings or all hands meetings, they'll share a story about themselves or you know something that they did in their past where it was kind of funny now, but it wasn't funny at the time, you know, it might've been something embarrassing. And that kind of bridge starts bridging that gap to show that leader's humanness, like, oh, you know, she messed up too. Like back in the day, she knows that it was kind of funny looking back on it. So being self-deprecating, we talk about that. It brings you down to a common level with everyone. So you're not sitting on this high horse, like, you know, I walk on water because I, and the CEO or the COO or the CIO or whatever title you might have. Um, but it kind of just says, hey, we're all we're all in the same boat. You know, we're all doing this because we want to, because we want to be here and we love what we do. And that's kind of where you have to tap into. You know, I recently started a, this six week cohort program and I think I'm in week three right now. And it gave me some awareness. I've got a tendency, they call it a saboteur, but it's a tendency to what they call be a hyperachiever. And so hyperachievers sometimes can come off transactional. Mm -hmm. And it, I think some of it could be kind of like trained into you. So you learn, do these things. I'm relating to that, right? Follow this process, do these things, make sure that you're looking for this particular outcome. But the people who know me the best know me, know me that I'm, I'm very empathetic, um, <clears throat> connect with people. I really care about people and I'm, my goal is to, to help them. I'm sharing that because, you know, if, if there's some people out there that they have that side, they want their team to succeed. They, they want their good things for the lives of the people that work for them. But if they don't let, let that open and take the time to connect and show that, how they're perceived may be that they're just focused on you know, business and, and that that can have a counter counterproductive uh, result so I, I think that's very important that you, that you really take this into consideration maybe just think just what is something that you could do to open some love and laughter in your business for 
one other thought, and then we'll get to question number three is just, if you've ever worked for a company and the owner comes in or the leader comes in of a department or whatever, and they're stressed out and they're, they're not seeming like they're in a good mood. That just gets everyone else in that same spirit, which is not how people perform. And they were be able to be a little bit laughter and like, yeah, this is the situation we're in <laughs> and just lightening it up and getting everyone to be like, let's not panic. Let's not get stressed out, but let's just, let's just lighten it up. I can see how that could make a big difference. Uh, so, so on that topic, nice segue again, how, um, how teams can, can come together, love one another and have fun. What are some, what are some ways that teams could do this? I just a couple ideas maybe. Yeah. So, so when we think about um, bringing teams together, the first thing to know is that when a leader or even just team members um, start to really say to themselves, I, you know, I want to love the people I work with, love the work I do. I want to, I want a job where I feel cared for. You have to start exuding it first, right? And so we say it always starts with the leader. If you, if you are a leader of a team or an organization, you need to really be the first one to stick your neck out and become a little bit vulnerable, lighten that, that air in that space. Um, and, and things to do are just like what I said, you know, you can start sharing some stories of funny things that have happened, or, you know, if there's a lot of stress about a project or people know it and you're feeling stressed, I mean, just talk about it and, and, and be like, well, what's the worst case scenario? And even come up with some bizarre things that are maybe funny, you know, that we hope doesn't happen, but boy, you know, it could even make us laugh. Like, well, wouldn't that be crazy? Or wouldn't that be an, an amazing thing to happen? Um, showing people that you're okay with joy in the workplace. Um, we have people who started out by being like, you know what, we're, our, our staff meetings are way too, too formal, you know, on every Monday in our staff meeting, each one of us is going to have to tell a quick story about something funny that happened over the weekend, or we're going to have the, you know, funniest hat day depends upon, you know, you gotta, you gotta know your culture a little bit, but where to start, it could be something as simple as that. Um, and, and we also say that it's very contagious. Laughter's contagious. Um, and you, you see it when people start laughing, you can feel like others start laughing um, and love and caring for each other. That becomes contagious. It becomes the norm when you start and just continue. We caution people from faking it. Um, if you're not there yet and you really are so stressed about if you're a leader or a team lead or a department head or chair and you are feeling that stress, if you go in there and try to make it light, but yet deep down, oh, yeah, oh, oh. it's not going to work and everyone will see through it. And the same with the caring. It's like, oh, I care about you. How, you know, how are your kids doing and how's your mother-in-law's visit and all of, you know, those questions. But when you really don't want to know, you're just asking because you read this book and you think this is what I'm supposed to do and you make it another checklist. Um, it's not going to work. So. Um, and how's Mark doing? How's your wife? And right. uh, how how is that one thing happening? Yeah. Right, right. How's your dog? Did you get him up? You know, did the vet take care of him? It's it's um that fake stuff is really really dangerous because that will deteriorate your relationship. So the best thing is really tap down deep, make that commitment to yourself 
first, you know, get down to the root of who you are, remove all those layers that we have put on ourselves um, that tell us the way we think we should be. And instead start to just be because all the shoulds is what is preventing us from letting go and getting real. So, title. <laughs> so, so for those who are tuning in and they're like, you know, this, um, this is really resonating with me. And what, what, obviously we have the book and this, I've been reading through the book. I'm mostly done. I've still got a couple chapters left, but uh, I, it has inspired me to look at shifting my actions. So I, I think that's small hinges swing big doors. So if it's on, Amazon, you can go to suchalone.com, learn more about it. But uh, for those tuning in, who are the types of people that you work with and what would be a, a good step for them to take if they were interested in kind of learning how you may be able to help them? Um, so we work with all people and you don't have to be a leader. You don't have to be a supervisor. You could just be an employee mm -hmm. um, who is part of a team. Uh, and, and what we say is, you know, you're, this will improve your life no matter where you are, starting with the self and really knowing yourself, knowing what makes you scared, knowing how much risk you're willing to take, knowing what is preventing you, understanding yourself, um, and then making a decision. You, you have to decide that you want to go down this road. You have to decide that I want a better life, whether it's in my workspace or even in my home space, um, because I need to love myself in order to love others. And if I'm in a business and I want to improve performance across the board and I want my company to thrive and grow and be a place where everyone wants to be, this is what you do. This is this is the answer. This is what we really believe is the answer to getting high performing organizations and high performing team members. Awesome. So you've shared some great information uh, thus far, and as we're looking to wrap, uh, typically we ask our guests, you know, just what's a closing thought that you'd like to share with other amplifiers who are on their journey? It could be related to your topic. It could be something that's completely somewhere else, but just something that you've picked up on your journey that you'd like to share with others. So what I picked up on my journey is that at the, at the base of everything is humanity. And as human beings, we all have basic needs and we don't stop having those needs when we enter a workplace. Um, it comes with us. And if we as team members, as team leaders, as, as managers, as supervisors, ignore the human part of leadership, we, we are limiting our potential. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Zena, for coming and contributing to Growth Amplifiers. If you're tuning in now, make sure to subscribe to Growth Amplifiers and go to growthamplifiers.com slash live. Subscribe to our upcoming live events and make sure to take some action from here. Check out their website and uh, we'd love to hear comments or questions as, if you have them as well. Thank you again, Zena, for contributing. It's been great having you on. Thank you. To show your support, take a moment to amplify this message by sharing it online. To connect with me or gain more business growth insights, visit www.growthamplifiers.com. Thank you for your support.